0: I want to share for a few minutes with you on this God is focus. The focus is God is. God is. I want to talk for a few minutes about how God is here and anything can happen. God is here and anything can happen. As we prayed and thought about our time with one prayer, it just boiled down to that. We know God is so many things. But here we just felt like God is here and anything can happen Anything can happen when he's in a place. You know, life is full of unexpected things. Life is full of moments that you can't predict. Uh, We've all had moments like that where you just can't predict Things happen that you could have never imagined. Life goes that way. When I was about 23 years old, uh, I had a great opportunity to uh, go and do a revival, like a real revival. I've been doing youth camps. And been participating with, uh, you know, all these different youth revivals, but then at 23, I got a call from a church in Homa, Louisiana. Homa, Louisiana. It's way down in the bayou of Louisiana, real south in the marsh, in the swamps of Louisiana. So I got this call from Homa, Louisiana, and I was so excited because I said we want you to come in on a Sunday, and I want you. We want you to speak on a Sunday morning, and I want you to speak on a Sunday night, and if the meetings go good. That we're going to extend them through the week. I thought, man, that's big time there. I never had that happen. That was like another level. I, I was doing youth camps on Friday and Saturday night, doing lock-ins and banquets and retreats. I'd never been invited to do actually a real revival before. So I got so excited about it. I got real fired up about being a part of that. And I knew I was going to go down south in Louisiana. I get great food. And I knew we were going to eat some shrimp, eat some crabs, all those kind of things down in Houma. And so I so enjoyed that. was looking forward to it. And I started imagining what this revival was going to be like. I was 23 years old. And I'd heard stories about revival. So I'm imagining what this moment was going to be like. I'm picturing what it's going to feel like when I'm there and what's going to happen. What are the crowds going to be like and, you know, how's it going to go and the music and, you know, could be extended. And with people, you know, I'd heard stories about revivals where people were standing outside and people were, you know, waiting for it to start. So I got real excited about it. I heard like two weeks out that they had printed some posters, put my picture on it. Evan, youth evangelist Dino Rizzo will be in, in Homa, Louisiana. Revival. So I, I was fired up. Pastor told me he's going to put out flyers in the neighborhoods, going to go pass out flyers in the neighborhood. I got so excited. And when I was driving down uh, to the city early that Sunday morning, I'm just imagining, God, when I get there, the crowds. I do not really know a lot about the, the church or the facility. I remember finally finding it. And getting it there that Sunday morning, finally finding it. Let me just say that. And I remember being there, and it was just, it was in a small storefront, which was cool. Uh, Not what I expected. Handful of people. We go inside. The pastor meets me out in the parking lot. I mean, there's only a few cars, so it wasn't hard to find mine. Um, We go inside. There's some small plastic chairs, and they're in a circle. And he said, let's have church. No band. You know, the, the, the crowd... The, the mass of people they weren't there. I think it was me and uh and like ten people, and we we're having church in a circle, and there's no music instruments, and we just kind of start singing, yeah, you know how you can, you're kind of sitting in a circle and you're singing, but everybody's looking at you so you and you really yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know the song. I know the words. We're all looking. Nobody really knows them. and uh, You're sitting right in front of each other. What do you do? You can't hide. do not like church when you're sitting behind somebody, you're in the bag. you just kind of... It wasn't like that. So about midway through about the second song, we're sitting in a circle. There's a precious lady there who obviously has some things going on in her life. And she starts uh, making... A lot of noises. And again, we're in a small circle. It's not like nobody hears them. I didn't really know what was going on. My heart went out to her. But then there were some other noises. And it became obviously that she was struggling with some things. She was fighting through some things. So one thing led to another. Next thing I knew, I looked down. She's on the floor. And she is kind of sh- scrapping around and wiggling around. And, and, and everybody's still singing. Oh... pastor looks at me and says, you're the evangelist. You need to fix it. Like, I'm not an evangelist. This is my first moment. We didn't take that. I don't know anything about that yet. He says, you need to handle it. Well, I got so nervous. I remember looking at her and realizing there was pain, realizing there was something dark in her life, realizing that there was a spiritual battle that was going on in her world. And I just thought, what am I going to do? This is not what I expected. This is not at all what I drove down here, what I had planned. What I thought this morning was going to be like. I got nervous. I started sweating immediately. And all I could think about is, what now? And he looked at me like a second time and said, are you going to handle this? And I remember stepping across. It wasn't far. You just take a couple of steps. And about midway through walking over to this precious lady, I just prayed a prayer And it went along the lines of, Jesus, help me. (laughs) Help us. And you know, I felt something in my heart as I began to get nervous and wonder what is going to happen. I felt like the Lord whispered in my heart and impressed on me that he just kind of spoke and he said, I have already taken care of this. I have already handled all these things at the cross Whatever her need is, whatever her situation is, whatever the pain is, whatever the darkness is, whatever spiritual battle she's going through, it doesn't surprise me. I just got impressed as I leaned over and began to pray for her that all I needed to do was make sure that I lifted up the name of Jesus, that I hold up the name of Jesus. And I remember in this precious life, I just began to pray in the name of Jesus for her life and whatever she was working through and whatever she was struggling through. And guess what? He did show up. And he did help her and he did calm her and he did restore her. And I believe he began to heal her heart, begin to love her, begin to pour out power on her life. And we had like a little God moment right down there in the bayou of God touching her life. It was a great experience uh, throughout the neck, that night. She came back, brought friends and had a great time. God did some things in her life. And even though it was not what I expected, it was not what I planned for. It was probably better than what I could imagine because what it did in my life and the faith that it built and how I got so confident that when Jesus handles something and when we allow Jesus to take care of something and we're willing to surrender our life or we're willing to give it over to the Lord, it's amazing how he can handle those things. And it is true that when God is here, anything can happen. Now, all of us have had unexpected moments. We've had moments where the day starts out one way and by the end of the day something happens we couldn't imagine. We went to coffee, we meet a friend. That friend tells us about another job. The next day we're interviewing for that job and what happens? All of a sudden we get that job and our career changes. We had no idea that going to coffee in that moment when we just went there to get our coffee that it was going to turn into a career change. Maybe we meet somebody unexpectedly. All of a sudden, six months later, we find out that this is a person that God had for us in our life. We've all gone through things like that. We've all had these surprises where something happened unexpectedly and it actually changed our life. Now, the question would be, if it can happen under normal circumstances, just imagine. Think about this. Imagine what can happen when you and I invite God's Son into the story of our life. Can I have a good amen? Just think, imagine what, under normal circumstances, all those scenarios have happened. Just think about when we invite God, and we invite the Son of God into our life, or into our world, or into our situation. What can happen? You know, Jesus said this in John chapter 14, verse 9. Philip's asking, we want to see God the Father. We want to see God the Father. Jesus looks back at Philip and says, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So if we wonder, what is God like? If God is here, what is God like? We know that if we see the Son, we see the Father. So if we want to look at a moment of God, we look at a moment with Christ. And what I want to do is I want to look at a moment in the life of Christ that's an incredible moment. That's an intimate moment. But it's also a moment that can really transform our life to believe that God can do amazing things. And a moment in some person's life where God brings transformation. It's found in Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7. Verse 31 through 37. I love this moment with Jesus. I think it so tells us when Jesus is here, anything can happen. Mark chapter 7 verse 31 says, Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went to Sidon down to the Sea of Galilee. And then he went through the region of Decapolis. There some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk. And begged him to place his hands on the man. Jesus is traveling. And a group brings this man. They say, place your hands on him. Verse 33. It says, after he took him aside, away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers in the man's ears. And then he spit and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to heaven. This is Jesus. He looked up to heaven. And with a deep sigh said, Iphala, which means be open. At this, the man's ears were open. And his tongue was loosened. And he began to speak plainly and clearly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone. This is amazing. But the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. The people were overwhelmed with amazement. This is what they said. He has done everything well. He has done everything well. They said he even makes the deaf hear. And he makes the mute speak. I love that incredible moment. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You wonder what God is like. That tells you exactly what God is like. In that moment, in that incredible moment, God is here in anything can happen. You think about this man's situation, he had had some bad things happen to him. We can't explain it, we can't understand it. All of us have had things happen in our life, we can't explain, we don't completely understand. But boy, he came in the presence of Jesus, my how all that changed. My how things were transformed. Now what I want to do is, I want to take a few minutes and I want to unpack a couple statements about when Jesus is here, what can happen. What is the possibility when Jesus is here? What can happen in our life? What can happen maybe in your church? What can happen in your family? Maybe you're going through something right now. You're facing something right now and you're wondering, how is this going to turn out? What's going to happen? I've walked through some things before and I've wondered, what's going to happen out of this? What's going to happen with this person? What's going to happen next year? What's going to happen in six months? Well, this story tells us some things that can happen when Jesus is here and when God is in our life. Here's the first thing that takes place. Faith happens. Faith. This story teaches us that faith happens. See, people had gathered together. Obviously, they heard that Jesus was coming to town and and, and His his fame and, and His his stories had preceded Him. So they got excited. People got fired up to know that Christ was, was in the area. And so they, they they heard about it. There was an expectation. There was an anticipation that that Jesus was there. And I don't know if they took the day off or if they changed up everything, but they just decided that if He was here, that there's no telling. We've heard this. We've heard that. Maybe this could happen. And it's interesting, as the people began to gather, around the son of god then not only have they come by themselves but they have brought other people and this is a specific story that says that this group brought a man that had had some things in his life that were unfortunate some things in his life that were a challenge but they just knew that if maybe they could get this man maybe if they could get this friend to jesus that things could be turned around in his life and they had the idea that jesus if you'll lay your hands on him then that things can go on because we heard that you've you lay your hands on people. And this happens. But Jesus doesn't follow their lead. He always follows the lead of his own compassion. He doesn't look at everybody as a group or as a mass. He looks at people as individuals. But there was an atmosphere of faith. I believe that's what's great about church. Is when we come to church with an expectation... We come to church, believe it, man, I wonder what could happen today. I, I wonder what could take place today in my life. I wonder what I could be a part of when I serve or when through generosity An expectation. So there was an expectation and a faith that was building that happened. When God is in a place, there's an expectation that can take place in our life. So faith happens. Here's the second thing that we find here in this story that happened is that love happens. Love happens. They say, lay your hands on him, Jesus. We want to watch you take care of this individual. But what does the Bible say? The Bible says that Jesus pulled this man aside. I believe he pulled him aside to make him feel at ease. It was almost as if the Lord pulled this individual aside where nobody could see. And there was personal treatment. Yeah, see, right. so he was deaf. He couldn't. He had a speech mute. I don't know what he was going through, but Jesus says, I'm not going, I'm not going to let that happen where maybe you could feel embarrassed today. I went to the doctor to get some blood work. I'm glad because I got a little nervous. I'm glad that when they took blood, they didn't take blood in the lobby. <laughs> I'm glad as we were sitting out there, this doctor didn't walk out and just say, okay, who's, who's Rizzo? Okay. Give me your arm. Are you going to faint? Are you Okay. What happened? They brought me into a room and there was personal treatment. Could you imagine going to the doctor and, and just everything being done right out there in the lobby? That would be so embarrassing. Can you tell me what's wrong with you? Well, she's got bunions. He's got issues. I mean, it's, it's private. I think it's so amazing that the Son of God could have healed that way. But he chose to pull him aside because I love the dignity of our Savior. I love the respect, the compassion that He has. Have you ever wondered, what is God like? God is like this. God cares. You know, I grew up with a speech challenge. I didn't talk till I was three years old. Uh, five years old, people began to understand me. When I went to kindergarten, I, I didn't really fit in much, so they sent me to a special kindergarten that was for, to be analyzed, to be uh, kind of tested to find out what was wrong because i had a speech issue i couldn't talk real well so i went to school for six years uh, i went to a regular school they tested me and said he could go to a regular school but i went to speech therapy every day it was speech therapy but it was under under the guise of resource you know back in those days there was not a lot of sensitivity you know they just everybody kind of you come to resource class send the rizzo kid to resource class that's kind of how, how you rolled just get in front of everybody go to resource class. And I sat there with a lot of different challenges, a lot of different exceptions. Precious people that had different things going on in their life. Because I had a speech problem. I couldn't say certain words. I would stutter. There were times I would get caught at a word. And this went on until I was about 12 or 13 years old. And then I was able to overcome that through speech therapy. But I can remember the embarrassment, even at a young age, of knowing that I had a speech problem. And there are many times that my mother would intervene and my mother would tell the teacher, don't make it. You know, one time she came up to the school and said, don't, he's not going to do oral reports. He's only going to do written reports because she didn't want me to stand before a class with a speech problem. And everybody in the class label me or she didn't want her son to go through the embarrassment of that challenge. So she told that teacher, we don't do oral reports. Rizzo's do written reports. Why? Because love covers. Love covers a multitude of sin. Love covers a challenge. Look at Jesus protecting him, loving him with the amazing dignity that he gives him. Because Jesus loves people. Love happens. Here's the third thing that takes place. Spit happens. Spit happens. I think this is so cool. Jesus literally takes him aside and does a step-by-step sign language type process. He gets in his language. We know that Jesus, when he had this encounter, he could have healed him immediately. But he didn't choose to do it that way. Everybody wanted him to do it that way. But he pulls him aside for personal treatment. And then he goes through a sign language process process. Getting in His world. Getting in His language. I think that's amazing that God cares so much. He's willing to get in our language where we can understand. He brings the gospel to us. He's able to connect with us at the point of where we're at. All of us, maybe we came to Christ or we're trying to understand what God is about. Isn't it amazing how Jesus comes to us and speaks to us through His word. Where we're at in our life. So He does sign language. Several things. He puts his hands in his ears. I believe he's saying that to say that I'm going to touch your hearing. And then he says that he spits on his finger and touches his tongue. I think that's amazing. You know, when I was growing up, spit was the cure-all of all issues. Come on, help me somebody. Can I have a good amen? Amen. I mean, my mama and my daddy believed that spit handled everything. I mean, if if I needed cleaning up, I'd give you a spit bath right now on the way to church. If I fell down and hurt my knee or hurt my elbow, my daddy would spit on it. Rub it in. Like Like it was some magical spit power. And what's bad is I'm just like my parents. Sometimes my kid will have something on them or one of my children will have a little mark on them or some dirt on them. And I find myself just rubbing them. They're like, Dad, that's your spit. That's not a wife. That's your spit. I don't know how many days my hair was styled with spit. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Got your hair all crazy. And I say, you're not walking in like that. Oh, that's great. That's a great aroma. Jesus. You know what he's saying? I'm going to take care of your speech issue. It goes on what he does. He looks up to heaven. Because I believe he's communicating to that precious man. Your power and your help is going to come from God Almighty. It's going to come from above. Then it says he sighs. <sighs> that speaks of sympathy. What you saying? I feel what you're going through. What touches you touches me. What hurts you, I can sense. See, he's a sympathizing Savior. That's why he went to the cross. Because of our sin. What an amazing thought. God is here. Anything can happen. Faith happens. Love happens. Spit happens. And then the last thing that I take away. This amazing story. Is hope happens. Jesus looks and says. Be open. I believe when the Lord started. Be. And by the time he got to open. That man was hearing. He, he saw him be open. Open. That man heard the echo of open. And for the first time in a long, long time, we don't know how long, first time in a long, long time, that man begins to hear his own voice. Maybe he remembered, maybe it was through a process, maybe he lost his hearing as a child, maybe he lost his hearing through an accident. But he had been hearing his voice in his memory, but now he hears his voice and he begins to speak His ears are free. His mouth is free. And now it is all open. What an amazing miracle. That man got up that day having no idea, where are these people taking me? And he had an encounter with Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And he came there one way, but he left another way. An expectation, a faith, a love. Something so out of the ordinary But then hope happened. What a miracle. So I looked at this. I thought about this. Power changed the man's problem. But it was love that transformed his life. He could have just done it immediately. There was a power there. Jesus could have, in his power, in his authority, could have cured it immediately. But there was a love. There was a connection that Jesus gives to this man in the order of the miracle. It just wasn't thrown out power. It was love. And out of the love, power came and met this man's need. And this man started talking and he wouldn't be quiet do you mean when your kids you couldn't wait till they start talking if they would just start talking and they start talking and they never quit talking this man started talking hey how y'all doing what's going on look at the sky. hey what's going on he just started rambling he started talking everybody started talking about it and the Bible says that Jesus shh and they wouldn't be shh he just kept talking he didn't stop and everyone looked around and said wow he does all things well He does all things well. We would never have dreamed that this was going to happen. We didn't have any idea when we started today that this was going to happen. But it happened on a day like today. The question is, do you really believe God is here? Do you really believe God is there for you? Do you believe He's right here? Do we believe He's right here in this moment? No matter what we're going through, no matter where you're watching this from, do you believe that in this moment, God is here, right there in your church, right there in your life, right there in your city? Do you believe that God is here? I believe we got a hold of that. And we walked in that. We're sold out to that. and We surrendered to that. And we accepted that. Imagine what that could mean. If you and I believed and held on to the truth. That God is here. Jesus is here. And anything can happen. If we actually believed it and walked in it in our life, what would that look like for our marriage? What would that look like for our family? What would that look like for our children? What would that look like maybe for our workplace? Or what would that look like for our community? What would that look like for our campus? What would that look like maybe for the dream that's in our heart? What would that look like if we believe that God is here and anything can happen? What would that look like for the poor? What would it look like for those that are fighting addiction right now? What would that look like for those that feel forgotten, feel left out? Maybe that those, that that like this man, felt like he was second class or felt like he didn't fit in or felt like no one understood him, that he couldn't communicate. Nobody was hearing what he was saying. Nobody was connecting to him at a deep level. What would it feel like if we really believed and if we really got a hold that Jesus is here, anything can happen. What would happen in our life if we just surrendered to that fully? What would happen in our churches? what happened in our small group. But the truth is, God is here and anything can happen. God is here and anything can happen. I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what's happening in your world. But I'm here to tell you that God loves you. God cares about you. And that God is willing to go one-on-one with your life through His Son, Jesus Christ. What a truth. God is here and anything can happen. And I believe it can happen to you. Right there in your life. Let's pray.